Hi, welcome to Rookie Rundown, the sports podcast for the casual fan. This week, we're back. Uh, we took an off-season as well, and now we're ready to help you tackle what's happened since. Yeah, just to share a little bit, Jacob and I went to Kenya and a bunch of other places, and we moved. I started a new job. Yeah, it's been a busy and I'd say fairly rewarding summer, off-season, yeah, really. for sure, but we're ready for the fall sports season. Well, as ready as we'll ever be, I guess. Yeah, where are we starting, Jacob? Well, do you want to start us off with the U.S. Open? I know it's still in progress, but there's been some pretty big news from it. Yeah, it was Serena Williams' last U.S. Open. So she's won 23 Grand Slams, and the first was in 1999. And, Jacob, you were going to talk about her performance in the U.S. Open. Yeah, she made it into the third round, um, and she ended up losing to an opponent who described the environment as being like a movie villain because everybody in the stadium was rooting for Serena Williams. And uh, apparently she felt fairly bad about winning just because, you know, Serena is such a legend. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, the U.S. Open, it's still going on, right? We're into the round of 16 now for the men, and we don't know a winner for a few days, but that's just such a major headline with such a dominant athlete that, It was good to share. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of things that uh, will be starting soon and continuing onwards, the National Football League season starts this Thursday in a matchup between last year's Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Super Bowl favorites for this year, the Buffalo Bills. I think you mispronounced Super Bowl favorites. It should be the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I must have mumbled. I meant uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, favorites in my heart. Yeah, not to anyone else, that's for sure. Yeah, probably nowhere else. But they're the betting favorites this year, the Buffalo Bills, and uh, they are tied with the Minnesota Vikings for most trips to the Super Bowl without winning at four. So their fans, no heartbreak. Yeah, just like you as a Pittsburgh sports fan. So true. Speaking of the Steelers, again, Uh, Today, which we are recording on uh, September 6th, the Steelers announced that they are retiring uh, legendary running back uh, Franco Harris's number, which was 32, on the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which is a very famous NFL play, which you can look up from the 70s, the 50th anniversary of which will be on Christmas Eve this year. Wow, that's very wholesome. Yeah, and... I mean, it's nice to see his number retired. There are a lot of players who are probably better than him. Um, But, well, not a lot, but a few. However, the Immaculate Reception was voted the number one play in NFL history. So it's just kind of, you know, an elite moment. Yeah, it sounds like it'll be very cute. Speaking of things I'm excited about, this week the... U.S. National Women's Women's National Team signed the collective bargaining agreement, which guarantees equal pay for the men's and women's soccer team. Now, you might remember that had been negotiated prior to this week, but today is the day when they actually signed the agreement, making it official. Um, they are preparing for their World Cup, which run. will be next year, yeah. 
Yeah, which would be in 2023. And their next game will be October 7th versus England. Which is a big game because uh, those two teams matched up in the last Women's World Cup. And uh, it was kind of a controversial ending, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that does sound right. I think I've always thought, really, that equal pay for men's and women's soccer team makes sense for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, the women's soccer team wins consistently at a high level. Uh, and also because generally the men's soccer players are paid a lot more. So they really don't need to get paid like at such an elite level. I just It makes more sense to dedicate that money that would go to them to the teams that are winning. Yeah, and the collective bargaining agreement was signed by both the men's team and the women's team. And the men actually did agree to receive a pay cut, some of them, in exchange for the women getting equal pay. Um, and the men, when I, the articles I read said that they supported it and believed in it so much that they didn't care about the loss of money. Which you have to respect. I mean, I seriously respect that a lot. Speaking of things that are cutting edge and uh, coming on fast, this is kind of an under-the-radar headline, uh, which relates to the National Basketball Association. And they have what's called the G League, which is like they're kind of developmental. It used to be the D League for developmental league, uh, but Gatorade, they bought the naming rights. So now it's the G League for Gatorade. Wow, that's embarrassing. Yeah, uh, definitely an interesting brand choice. They're introducing the ELAM ending to games in basketball. Uh, are you familiar with what the ELAM ending is? No, you already know I'm not. Well, I, you know, I wasn't sure if you were on Twitter at some point, but... The ELAM ending, so traditionally in a basketball game, the game can go to overtime when both teams, when the clock runs out, are tied. But the ELAM ending eliminates overtime by introducing a target score. Now, I'm not brushed up on which rules the NBA will use, but I believe generally uh, when a time limit is reached, the magic number gets set at eight points above where the leading team is at. So say um, two teams were playing and team one is at 92 and team two is at 85, then when the time runs out, it would get set, the magic number would be 100. And the first team to 100 would win. And so it makes games more exciting at the end because teams aren't fouling, they're just trying to score. So it just would it speeds up the ends of games. Huh, that might be an interesting change. It's a really it's a revolutionary way to approach it. So I I think that's just a really interesting change, and hopefully it gets implemented, you know, more places. Yeah, for sure. Now, Jacob, you're from Pennsylvania, and I've heard you talk about how much you hate West Virginia more times than I can count on one hand. And I heard that this week. There was a backyard brawl in between Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Uh, that's true. Uh, specifically, it would be the University of Pittsburgh uh, versus West Virginia University. In the 105th meeting of the backyard brawl, dating back to, I believe, 1895, uh, this was the first time they had played in 11 years. Uh, both teams were in the same conference for a while, and then uh, they split and went into different conferences, and it kind of fell by the wayside. But... They resumed in what it was truly the kickoff of the 2022 college football season and an electric 38-31 pit win featuring uh, no team leading by more than seven points. And I believe there were like five lead changes and four ties. And it was just very back and forth. It was a great game, um, notably because Pitt won. 
Also notably, West Virginia had country road themed jerseys, like they, the John Denver song "Take Me Home, Country Roads." They did, and they were they were sick. Honestly, they were like an icy white with the road maps of West Virginia on the on the shoulders. Oh wow, that is pretty cool. I didn't yeah. look that closely. How did they reveal the new jerseys? Well, I know you're leading me to set up this story, which I really like. Um, West Virginia did a photo shoot on a country road in rural West Virginia, but they didn't, like, close the road or anything for the photo shoot. They just were kind of out there with, you know, one of the players in the jerseys and, you know, some marketing staff, and it was super secret that they were doing these jerseys. And so they were taking the photos on the road, and whenever a car would come, they all had to run off the road and cover the player up in blankets so that nobody would see the new uniforms. Wow. It's not that serious, guys. The pictures did turn out really well, so clearly it was worth it to them. But I just thought that was really funny, that the length they were going to. Yeah, we'll share those pictures on our Twitter when this episode releases. We will. And speaking of things that uh, I wish had been covered up, Oregon played Georgia. Now, this game was marketed as a, a, a marquee game. Georgia, defending national champions, Oregon, perennial powerhouse. They're playing in Atlanta. It's supposed to be this big game. Uh, Georgia pretty much sucked the soul out of Oregon uh, up and down the field. And I just wanted to bring this up because it's a wonderful example of Oregon, number 11 in the preseason rankings. This is how useless preseason rankings are in any sport. Nobody knows anything until the season starts. They're stupid. We just do them for media purposes. And this was like such a letdown from what I thought would be a decent game. Wow. Lot to unpack there. Yeah. Speaking of uh, highly rated preseason teams, uh, Ohio State was billed as the best college offense of all time before stepping off the bus. Uh, and they played Notre Dame, who was preseason number five, and everybody said uh, they don't deserve to be there, which I just think is stupid because media members are saying they don't deserve to be there, but it's media members who vote for the preseason polls, so somebody's lying. <laughs> um, I don't know who was lying, because if you don't think Notre Dame deserves to be number five, why'd you vote for them to be there at number five? Just saying. Yeah, someone is lying Someone's here. lying. And they played at Ohio State Stadium. Ohio State was a, like, 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Everybody thought they would absolutely smear, and they didn't. Uh, it was a close game, so I guess all the people who voted for Notre Dame to be number five are now probably going to come out of the woodwork. Yep, that sounds about right. They're going to say that they said it all along, that Notre Dame was better than that. Exactly. Miraculously, I'm sure some tweets are being deleted as we speak. <laughs> I'm sure they are. For our final play, Jacob, we are talking about Franco Harris's number being retired. If you had to pick a number to be on your official NFL jersey, what number would you pick and why? Oh, man. Hmm. When I was a kid, my jersey number was always six. I was like number six. Um, six, six, six? No, just the number six not anything satanic i find this suspicious is this suspicious favorite color favorite color is green oh, i meant number oh anyways i think i would wow there's like to my not doing any research brain i just can't think of any famous players that were number six 
Um, so I think I'd pick number six and mm. hope that I could be the first. For no reason other than that that was your childhood number. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I, I don't think there's a ton of significance to jersey numbers. I'm not superstitious about that. Okay, fair enough. What would your jersey number be? Well, when I was a kid, I was normally number 17 because my birthday is the 17th of April. But then when I got older, I decided that I really liked the number 23 for no reason other than that I like 23 as a number. It ha I like threes and I like twos, so it kind of works. But 23 is a prime number, so it isn't either divisible by three or two. No, but it has a two and a three in it. It's a two and then a three. Six is divisible by three and two. I was ahead of it. Also, I'm tempted to pick something like 34 that just, like, no one cares about that number. Well, you quit care. It would be your jersey number. Yeah, but I, I think I would go with 23 final answer. All right. I respect that. LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Are they really? Are they really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'd be right up there with them. Totally missed it. Okay, well, 34 it is. Friend setter. All right, well, stay tuned for our next episode. We'll recap the first week of the NFL season, and uh, we'll give you some lukewarm to hot takes. Yeah, and this is our second season, as we're calling it. So make sure to give us a follow. Tell us what we should mix up, what we should talk about. You know, just meet and greet us. Yeah, and don't forget to keep sports simple, stupid. Note, as you listen to this episode, you might hear unusual background noises. That would be the sound of our dog, Jill, licking herself. Please forgive her and us. Thank you.